is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. This spring's high school graduating class has had to navigate the twists and turns of the pandemic for almost all of their high school career. COVID became a global emergency when they were just freshmen. So now with graduation in their sights, we want to give some high school seniors the chance to reflect on the last four years and how a global emergency may or may not have impacted their social and academic lives. First up is Fatima Perez. She's a senior at Solorio High School in Gage Park on the city's southwest side. Welcome back, Fatima. Hello. Good to talk with you again. Uh, let's let's go back to, to March 2020, shall we? <laughs> this is when you were a freshman, and I, I wonder what went through your mind when you heard the words, you know, stay home, and, you know, school's now going to be virtual. Yeah, um... I mean, I was just very confused and a little bit in disbelief because I was like, this can't be possible. Like, it's, I think we all went through that experience of thinking it was only going to be two weeks. Um, and at first, I, I was a little bit happy because I was like, oh, like, I, I've been really uh, overworking myself with, like, all the involvement I, I have in school. And it's like it sounded like a nice little break. But uh, as time went on and, and that break continued to prolong, um, I, I became a little more worried because I was like, I, I couldn't even finish my freshman year fully, especially with um, like strikes happening uh, within CPS. Um, it, it felt like I was uh, kind of just not getting the full experience of what could be my freshman year. Yeah, I can imagine. And we know teachers, uh, you know, they were working hard at the time, too, to try to figure out how to adjust to this format and how to do it quickly. I'm wondering right. how you responded at that time. I mean, was your motivation affected at all? Um, it it certainly was. I think that when we went uh, into virtual learning, uh, there wasn't much structure, um, which wasn't really anyone's fault because we were all very new to it. Um, and teachers were taking time to try and figure out what was best for students and what was best for them for, for students to continue learning. But um, it was just, it felt very... Um, I felt very disoriented because I wasn't sure how I was supposed to approach this new learning style. Um, I think in, in certain ways, it, it felt like I, I wasn't like there wasn't many consequences if you didn't do any work, which kind of uh, made, mm. made me lose my structure of learning. Um, and it made me feel like I wasn't learning how I was supposed to. Um, but at the same time, I, I kind of going over that first those first three weeks of not having true structure it, it made me more uh, hungry to like actually go back and learn things once teachers found the structure that they wanted to use for students yeah. um, to learn in doing virtual learning that's so interesting and you're you're reminding me uh, of a time when my kids who are also in high school they are not <laughs> seniors like you so mm -hmm. they've got some time <laughs> left but I, I do remember at the time they were in middle school and um, the teachers seemed to almost have a, a bit more compassion, right, for the fact that everything's yes. now changed and this was all new and everybody was figuring it out. So it did seem in some ways like, you know, some of the grades, some of the Bs maybe deserve to be Ds at yeah, the time, yeah. right? Did you experience that? Is that what you meant? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, in terms of like my, my grades, I, I always held certain standards for myself and I, I try not to let go of those standards that I had for myself, but I, I also understood that it was a new way of learning and a new way of approaching school. Yeah. So if if I felt like um, I, I didn't understand something right away or um, like I, I couldn't get it done without my teacher's help or, or without someone's, someone else's help, like mm -hmm. I needed to reach out for help, I also didn't 
beat myself up for it and and think like okay like I am a bad student for approaching my learning this way right um I I I have really high standards for myself, so I, I was still keeping certain my certain my grades that I wanted, right? Yeah. But it just felt like it, it was different, and like, like I was a new student in a way. Sometimes I felt like I was being a bad student, although in retrospect, I really oh, wasn't. It's I don't just, think you were at just, all. <laughs> it, it's just the way yeah. that that it, it felt at the time because it's it's a new way of learning, and where you're not uh, familiar with it, and when you're not um, abiding by like the way it's supposed to be, because it, certainly no one was telling us what way it was supposed to be. It was all new. It felt like I, I wasn't doing enough, and yeah. at certain points. Yeah, and, and you were. It sounds like incredibly disciplined during a very confusing time, and then your sophomore year comes up. That's also mm-hmm. virtual. Yes. How was that? <laughs> like, um, here you I, go I again. Just, <laughs> I have to say, uh, at the beginning, when I knew that there was going to be a, a very well-established structure of how learning was going to be for this following year. I was really excited. Uh, I mean, I started the school year having a very uh, kind of polished routine of how I was going to do my homework, how I was going to do work. I would log into classes and then immediately start doing my work. But it, it definitely uh, came to a point where I felt like that routine was just too much of the same thing every single day. There, there wasn't sort of like new things happening each day, although I tried to stay involved in school with other clubs. Um, it, it just all became very repetitive. So that also caused me to once again lose my motivation, kind of lose my 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 true love for learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I can speak for a lot of people. That's how a lot of us felt. Um, so I think towards the middle of my sophomore year, that's when it started to feel very difficult. Uh, just be, being able to love learning and, and being excited about it. And I think I think teachers also felt that way because once you, we started virtual learning, I mean, people were turning on their cameras, were being um, very engaging and participating, but oh, that good. kind of got lost throughout the, as the school year progressed, which mm-hmm. is understandable in a way. Like I said, it, it all became too repetitive. Yeah, you can only do that that routine for so long, for sure. Yeah. And then you end up going back in person for your junior year, and it, it sounds mm-hmm. like... You started to go really hard again, right? And, <laughs> yeah. And it almost, I, I hear, burned you out by senior year. Yeah, yeah. I I think that I I was very hungry for uh, for learning and just achieving new things and really taking advantage of all the opportunities offered my junior year. And I, I mean, I filled up my schedule with quite a lot of AP classes that were rigorous. And um, at the same time, I any opportunity that came my way that might help me uh, towards uh, my college process, I, I was really taking advantage of that. Um, so I, I think, in in a way, it was both uh, like a double edged sword. It was it was really good for me because I was uh, truly using the resources I was provided uh, as best as I could. But um, at the same time, I, I was doing a lot, and I think it felt like I was doing even more because of how little I felt like I was doing maybe the prior years. Although I think I was still trying my best to stay involved. Um, but yeah, my junior year, I took on internships. I, I did summer courses at U Chicago. So I came into my senior year feeling like I did a lot and I feel very accomplished. But at the same time, I think it was so much that I, I didn't give myself enough of a break. Yeah. Well, I think now's a good time to mention some really mm-hmm. good news because all <laughs> of that hard work paid off. Fatima, you got into your dream yeah. school. Yes, I did. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I I have to say, starting my senior year, um, I I definitely was very burnt out and tired, but I knew that I had to kind of 
keep going ahead and just getting through the college process um yeah. and and it paid off i i got into my dream school which and is? i got a full ride which is yo university so Yale. It, it's oh definitely a lot of work uh got me to where i am so i'm super super happy i think that it, it, the lesson learned is that you know hard work and effort really does pay off but i i think that in that i also learned that i have to anyone who's going through the same thing has to take time for themselves mm-hmm. and realize that um it's okay to kind of slow things down um even if you're kind of like in the group of things um because it it can be really tough on um one's mental health and just even physical health um it, it's um it's a lot to handle yeah no that's wonderful to hear that you're going to Yale uh, you know as we talk about what what things have been like over the last 3 4 mm-hmm. years for you we focus so much Fatima on the academics i'm curious about your social life i mean was making yeah. friends any bit of a challenge when you got back in person or um were you able to keep the the ones that you had <laughs> managed to yeah. make in in the first year yeah um well i have to say i i was like i said i was just starting to make friends my freshman year so once we kind of we went into quarantine it felt really bad because i i felt like i hadn't truly developed those friendships that i had with people and i have to say i i i stopped talking to a lot of this, the people my freshman year just because i i wasn't sure how i was supposed to do it i mean one can talk through social media but it's it's a lot different um so coming back into even just virtual learning i i was like okay i i have to talk to people again it it, it feels very <laughs> yes. lonely um, so I, I think I kind of I went back to speaking to the people I, I had kind of built friendships with, and and that felt easier. Um, but I also took the time to make even just new friends, even though it was virtual. So once I came back my junior year, I was just really excited to to talk to these people I I kind of rekindled my friendships with or started new friendships with over that's wonderful virtual learning. Um, so yeah, it was also junior year was definitely a, a time where I got to socialize a lot more. I I was um, just even if it was hanging out due to school clubs and such, um, I felt like um, I was truly kind of developing my friendships, and I'm really glad glad I did that because. Yeah. Um, throughout difficult times, especially senior year, because it's such a stressful time with college applications and so much other responsibilities. I felt like I had a really good support system that I could rely on. Um, and oh, that's I think great. Me and my friends feel um, all the same with each other. So I was really glad to have that. That's wonderful. So what's next for the rest of your, your senior year? I know this is the home stretch. You've got just a week or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it feels... It, it, it it feels like I it's not real yet. I mean, I have three days left, and that's it. And oh wow, just three days. Part of me, yeah. Part of me still doesn't realize how soon that is. It's I mean, I was I was thinking, and I'm really really happy to start a new chapter of my life. But I I kind of reflecting on everything that I've gone through. Um, it, it's going to be difficult to just leave it behind because I think that I've experienced so much that a lot of things. Um, in my high school journey, feel really close to my heart and special. Yeah. Um, so, it, I, well, like I you've said, got you've got some truly... you've got some new memories to make in this next yeah, chapter. I, I do. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, it'll be difficult. But I'm really excited for for all of the people in my graduating class. I think we've all worked really, really hard, and we deserve what's what's to come. Absolutely. And we're excited for you. Fatima Perez is graduating from Solorio High School in Gage Park on the southwest side on June third. Thank you so much for joining us. And again, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Now let's hear from Fatima's classmate. This is Antonio Padilla. He's also graduating at Solorio. Hey, Antonio, welcome back. Hello. 
I appreciate being here. Hi. So, you know, again, I'm going to ask you to go back to and down memory lane here. This is back to when the quarantine started back in 2020, if you can remember that. How long did you think it was going to last? Uh, a lot more than what they said. Um, really? It was about to be a week. And I knew instantly it's not going to be a week. I know for sure it's probably going to extend to at least the entire rest of the school year, which is like a quarter of it. Um, and I say this because we had certain occasions where, for example, the teachers went on strike and they said it's going to be for a few days and it turned out to be like two weeks. Um, not yes. to complain, but stuff like that happens. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot longer than what they said. Yeah, so you yeah. you were right on the money. You made that that prediction. I think I was on the other side. I was I was thinking it really was going to be two weeks, yeah. but of course we know that it went on for much much longer. And and that was also a time, Antonio, uh, that was very tense. Right, there was social unrest. Social media was practically on fire at the time. Um, yeah. You've said it felt hostile at times. So just talk more about that. Yeah, so I think when it comes to, like, socialness when, uh, during these online times, it's pretty difficult. Um, so a lot of times what we see is only what we see on online because everyone were on, uh, by themselves in their homes. Um, so there's, like, a perception that what's online is basically the same thing as what was physically there. So what people, how people interact online is the way they interact in real life, which is not necessarily the case. But um, online, people are really hostile. During this time, uh, a lot of people became uh, opinionated mm-hmm. on many different things, uh, good or bad, uh, pick a choice. But it did create a hostile environment. And yeah. I think because of this, a lot of people thought, well, this must be the way other people interact in real life. And because of that, a lot of people became, I guess, fearful of like showing their own opinions or even interacting with people or just having anxiety. Um, and so, yeah. I don't know, there's a perception that people are very close-minded, even though if you were to talk to them, like, physically, um, they're a lot more sensible than you think. So I think there's that uh, yeah. that happened. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot a lot of things happening at the exact same time. It, it, was a, it was a strange domino effect of emotions, I think, that we all went through. Now, tell me about when you returned to school in person. Did, did that make things easier? Was it more difficult? Did you remember how to talk to people face-to-face? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I did. Well, I like to think, I don't know, it was an exciting time for me to actually see these people again because everyone dramatically changed. Um, they, they looked nothing like they wait, they did during the uh, our first year at Floreal. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to see how our friendships change over time as well. Um, I was really excited, very enthusiastic, and I was very outgoing um, compared to, let's say, my freshman year. Um, and, yeah, it was somewhat hard to adjust but i think i got used to it and i became someone who was just very opportunistic that's wonderful you know i hear that you're a wrestler too antonio is that true antonio you still there here yeah so i'm I'm hearing you're you're a wrestler is that right uh yes i've been wrestling for the past four years uh since freshman year and i say have a pretty strong career yeah yeah well then how uh, i'm curious you were also learning remotely in, in your sophomore year, right? So how did that impact your team? Uh, yeah, it was really a difficult time because wrestling specifically is a very contact-based sport. And so because of COVID, we really couldn't compete. Um, and so for that, a lot of people just decided not to join wrestling. They just quit. Um, and we had a hard time even training. Um, and we couldn't really, yeah, we couldn't do things like regional tournaments, city championships, or 
go to many schools out uh, out there. So it really affected our ability to, to like train, compete, get the experience needed, um, have that commitment and strong bond, which really did affect the way we had to build up uh, for the next few years. So you you coped over this time, you know, of, of virtual learning, um, you know, by being high performing essentially, right? But I I understand that not everyone in your life reacted the same way. No, How yeah. So? Well, everything's online. And it's a lot more difficult to pay attention. Um, it's really easy to divert your attention to do something else when you're on your bed um, looking at the classroom. Um, not a lot of people decided to interact, and that kind of hindered the ability to like, communicate and start like, engaging with people, create ideas. Um, and also, just yeah, a lot of people just kind of gave up in many ways um, for various reasons. And even me personally, I have known uh, people who have just decided to either just quit school or just yeah, just kind of give up. Mm. How about the, the financial stress? of the pandemic. That's something else that a lot of us were dealing with, especially the grown-ups. Did your family get impacted by that? Yes. My mom actually lost her job because of that. Oh, I'm um, sorry to hear. She, yeah, she wasn't really, uh, I don't know, it was really difficult to maintain her job and it just ultimately wasn't, you know, decided to be very essential. Mm. Um, and uh, for a while we had uh, no income, uh, so it was pretty difficult. We had to cut down on what we could buy and what we couldn't. And what's that like um, for you? What was that like for you? Um, it made me really worried for my mom as well. I wish I could do something. I'm always there trying to see if I can help out. And obviously she's a very independent woman, so she doesn't really want that. Mm. Um, so I try to just uh, maintain myself, be not as demanding as possible for her, um, and look out for her and my sister. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, she wants you to be able to just focus on your studies, right, and and yeah. teenager things. So what is next for you, Antonio? Well, hopefully continue wrestling, go to college, um, planning to keep doing my academics. And because I'm also leaving slower, I'm hoping to do as much as possible before I leave because there's still so much I wish I can, like, contribute back to my community. Um, but, yeah, after Slorio, I'm planning to go to university, uh, double major for linguistics and biology at Yale University. Oh, that's wonderful. You're going to Yale? I am also going to Yale, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to embark on that too much. But yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, my gosh. So humble, too. Well, Antonio Padilla is a graduating senior at Solorio High School on the city's southwest side. Thank you so much for joining us, Antonio. And again, congratulations to you. Best of luck. Thank you. Is there a possibility to get one last message? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I also wanted to say that sometimes... When situations like this happen, some people come out worse and some people come out better. And I like to think of myself as that person who came out better. When you're faced with difficulty, you have to adjust. And I think for myself, I had to learn how to do that. And so I think that if anyone out there who's facing difficulty, I think you can do it. You're stronger than you believe you to be. And just look at situations as best as you can to take advantage of it. Yeah, um, yeah nothing too crazy, yeah. Thank you, Antonio. Appreciate the words of inspiration there. Yeah, no problem. All right, up next, we are going to continue this conversation, but we're going to hear reflections from a high school senior on the lingering effects of this global pandemic on students.
We're back now with more Reset. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. We've been talking about the effects that COVID has had on high school seniors dealing with the uncertainties of the pandemic for most of their high school experience. Now let's hear insights from a mental health professional. Katie Matthews is a counselor and homelessness liaison at Northside College Prep. Welcome back to the show, Katie. Hi, Sasha. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for for taking the time to to join us. I know you've been listening along to my conversation with the students. So I'm curious, your initial thoughts. Um, Antonio and Fatima are awesome. And if they are the fabulous humans that our our country will be in the hands of, I think we'll be okay. (laughs) They were absolutely, absolutely lovely. And I I think they they both were so genuine and realistic and, you know, some of the the challenges that the students have faced, but also some of the strengths that they've developed, you know, because of those challenges. So they were lovely. Absolutely. And and it's it's just incredible to hear them speak, knowing that this this time of year is is not only overwhelming being, you know, the last year of high school, but they're part of a group that had to process so many things at one time, Katie. So what are you hearing from your students? And, and more importantly, how are you responding? Yeah, so, I mean, in, in my own practice and speaking with colleagues like across the country, I think that we, this fabulous senior class of ours have totally been on an amazing roller coaster ride. And I think that with everything that they have been through, I think the overwhelming sense that I hear is just like very proud of them for everything that they've gone through. Um, I think that there have definitely, you know, been times where, you know, they were trying to get back to normal, you know, and so when, you know, Fatima and Antonio were talking about, you know, their college application process, you know, sometimes it was like, you know, we kind of had to like, let's take a pause and remind you that, you know, like, you've been through a pandemic, like you have been through virtual learning, you have been through so much. And like, we don't need to like, run the race really quick to kind of get back to like, quote unquote, where we were beforehand. Um, so I think like as a, as a mental health professional, like just helping the students kind of reframe kind of this is where we are, you know, and we're going to meet you where you are. Um, but just really reminding them of how much they have overcome and how strong they are. Um, and just like, I think really just trying to help them understand that like you've been through a traumatic experience. Yes. You know, some of our students lost loved ones some of them you know depression anxiety ramped up and having to isolate and quarantine is so difficult in you know years where you know your teenage years is when you really develop those social skills and relationships mm-hmm. and you know it's so hard for them and so I think for me it's just I think as my seniors are almost done and I've just when I you know give them you know their hugs and tell them like I'm so proud of them like I I think the thing that always keeps coming to mind is like we have been through so much and I just want to remind them of that and just kind of like you know you did these past four years like you can do anything so yeah I think just overwhelming sense of pride you know in my students but also you know reminding them that like you have gone through so much, um, but just being there and supporting them and whatever they might need because yeah. of that. That's a, that's a wonderful and, and I think highly effective approach, wouldn't you say? To, to treat them as though, I, I mean, they've been through a traumatic event. This, this has been traumatic. Yeah. yeah. One, two, I mean, I'm, as a 
I'm also like a licensed clinical professional counselor. And, you know, one of the things that I've talked with, you know, some of my mental health colleagues about, you know, it's like our, our students show signs of PTSD. Like they've, they've been through very traumatic experiences. And, you know, I think keeping that lens on when we work with them, when we talk to them, um, when sometimes like something little could just like, oh, it's really frustrating for me, but just kind of helping them kind of take a step back, you know, sometimes like, you know, they're triggered by something that, and maybe they haven't had time to process um, and just making sure again, like we're, we're meeting them where they are. Um, and I think like sometimes, you know, one of the wonderful things, um, if it can be said about the pandemic was I think like my students became more aware of their mental health needs and became more comfortable advocating for themselves or reaching out. But then on the flip side now, like, it's very hard to find a therapist. <laughs> um, I can imagine. So, you know, there's, yeah. And so we're, you know, we're trying to give our students the support that they need and do the best that we can in school, um, you know, and just like, just trying to be there for every student who everyone had a very different experience through the pandemic and you know, just yeah. kind of meet them where they are and help them where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Students, are they are they generally more aware these days, Katie, that they need support? And are, are they proactively asking for help or are you sort of having to pull information and, and thoughts and feelings out of them? Yeah, I mean, I would say whenever you work with fabulous high school students, like it's a mix of everything that you just mentioned. Um, but I do think, though, that there is more of an awareness than before the pandemic. Um, I think that maybe what I'm seeing and, you know, fellow colleagues are seeing too is there's, I think there's a a higher sense of like, we have to kind of take care of each other. Um, And so that's wonderful um, in many capacities. Um, But, you know, then sometimes I have my, my helper students who are beautifully kind and intentionally wonderful, but, you know, having to remind them too, you know, like, well, you have to take care of yourself and Mm -hmm. you're not a therapist. You're not an adult. That's my job. (laughs) Um, But like, you know, bring your, bring your friend to me, you know, that's what I can do. So I think that my students seem more likely to, you know, yes, I need to take care of my mental health. Like it's, as taboo to talk about um that's still a challenge that you know we're working through as society but um but it's i think that part you know if it can be said something positive came out of the pandemic like for me that would be one of them um but then it's like kind of that like you know the the two sides of the coin think okay well now i need more therapists (laughs) right right long wait list yeah um especially yeah especially for my students you know with you know, from a lower socioeconomic background or, you know, insurance is always a special thing. So, you know, just trying to, again, it's just, I think that's the overarching theme of therapy. Like mm-hmm. I need to meet you where you are and help you move forward. And that's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Well, we got uh, a voicemail yeah. from Mike Lubelfeld, who's superintendent of schools at North Shore School District 112 in Highland Park and Highwood. He had this to say about the importance of socialization. Let's listen. I think the greatest takeaway is that schooling, K-12, is far more than an academic pursuit. The social connection, the social contact, the socialization, the interaction with friends and classmates and peers and teachers 
it's possible that we took it for granted prior to the shutdowns, prior to the remote learning. And it's possible that we didn't realize the impact of social connection and simply being physically present with one another on the overall academic growth. So, Katie, having heard that, uh, talk more about the, the social skills that were lost by spending more than a year learning remotely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, um, I kind of like teared up a little bit when I heard that just because like when it's social skills in terms of like obviously interacting with friends, but then also as, you know, as educators, like, you know, it's like I, I didn't get to see my children for a very long time, which it kind of felt mm. like. And just when we were able to kind of connect again and see each other again, it was like, okay, like you're okay. Um, but I think more so for my students, like I have seen like it, I think we as educators have had to remind ourselves that like, you know, you kind of like, oh, why, why is so-and-so doing this or doing that? It's like, oh, because we didn't teach you that because that would normally happen, you know, freshman year, sophomore year of high school. Um, and I think that some of my students, um, you know, have, and I think this is across the board, you know, have struggled with like the making new friends, kind of like the, I think one of the things that, happens you know in school is just like getting used to like hello you know here's a group of people I don't know I'm going to learn how to introduce myself how to put myself out there how to make new friends Um, and even when you know school kind of got back in session you know there were limits to that Um, and so I think like I'm I'm so excited especially for this senior class like when they get to have that like hope that four-year college experience in terms of like hopefully in person and kind of putting themselves out there. But I do think though the the connections um, are so important. And and it's one of the things that I talked with, you know, my seniors about when they were, you know, picking their college choice, you know, it's like, yes, go to a good school. You're going to get a degree. Academics are important. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, said, you know, in my experience as, as a college student, as, you know, I was a resident assistant, you know, like most of your learning in college comes outside of the classroom, you know, right. it's, it's it sure in does. those social interactions. And so, so you I'm, didn't find I'm that so you excited you, for them to have that. You, you don't expect then that, you know, some who did have to deal with things like learning loss, for instance, right, because of remote learning, you don't really see that impacting perhaps the, the colleges that they choose or the ways in which they'll learn moving forward, they'll be able to get out of this, it sounds like. I I mean, I think so. I think that, you know, in, in speaking with my colleagues on the, you know, on the university side of things, I think that, you know, they are also seeing, you know, like what our students need. And that I think like as, you know, educators, like, you know, we have to always differentiate, you know, what are, the kids are in front of us, what do they need? And I do think like overall, you know, the colleges are adjusting to that. Um, but I do think though that, I mean, from my perspective with my students, like they, they have become, I think, you know, Antonio and Fatima were talking about this too, but just like, I need to advocate for myself. Like I need to tell you, like, yeah. I don't get this, you know, I've, I've There's had more to confidence. work through what it's like. Yeah, an increase in confidence. Um, it sounds like. Yes, I think so, and and I'm I'm optimistic, but you know I, I do think though that you know these students have gone through so much at such young ages, and you know I'm just for me I'm just kind of like well if you can handle that you you've got this absolutely. But I do think though there is 
there's an awareness on the university side, you know, that like these are, you know, this is not your, you know, freshman orientation that you ran pre-pandemic. You know, this is mm-hmm. not your freshman seminar class. So, you know, it's it's been, you know, as I tour different universities or talk with different college representatives, you know, it's lovely to hear about some of the different supports that are yeah. being implemented. And, you know, there's still a lot of work to do. And, you know, colleges are having the same problems we are. And just like, oh, you know, yeah. we don't have enough therapists in our counseling center, enough spots. It's so, I mean, been a that's challenge to navigate. Something that will change. Yeah, that's Absolutely. for sure. Katie Matthews is a school counselor at Northside College Prep. Thanks so much for joining us, Katie. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.